0: Welcome back to a new episode of For the Love of Weather podcast where we discuss all things weather and how they can impact our daily lives. We hope like always you leave this episode loving the weather just that little bit more. My name is Gemma. Hello and my name is Ashling. and after this episode you are not only going to love the
1: weather more but I don't know if it's actually possible to love our guest more than I already do. We just love everybody on our podcast.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> That's nice. (laughs) I am so delighted and thrilled to introduce the absolutely gorgeous Becky Jago. So, Becky is a newsreader for ITV Anglia, and I am so lucky that I get to work alongside her, but also just to learn from her absolute brilliance on a day to day basis. I'm so very lucky. So myself- well, I'd right back at you, Ash,
2: right back at
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> so myself and Becky actually shared the same shoes at one point, just a slightly different time
2: frame. So Becky, you started off in media as a weather girl. I did, yes. It was a long time ago. Well, I actually started in radio on a dance music station and a couple of years into that, I got a phone call from someone who was in charge at Anglia News and they asked me if I wanted to come up for a chat. They didn't tell me what it was about, but of course I did. Of course I wanted to come up for a chat. So up the A140 I went um, to Norwich and they said, would you like to just pop into the studio and pretend to do a weather forecast? And I was like, well, yes, Is there a weather job going. They were like, oh, no, 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 no just want to see a few things so I thought well this is great anyway so I went into the the studio I remember I was wearing this little blue suit which I bought especially to make me look all serious (laughs) and um because I was only what I was about 23 at the time I think um this was 1999 and um they so I did a couple of late afternoon sort of 30 second weather bulletins just reading off auto queue po- pretending to point to a few little bits on the map behind me that wasn't there it was all very exciting and then I went into his office and he went well there is there is a job going actually um so how would you feel you know we, we you know we're not saying we you know we're seeing a few people and um yeah so I went home and I- I think it was probably about a week later, they phoned me up and they said, if you'd like to have the job, you can. So that was a very lucky, yeah, it was a very lucky moment for me. I must admit, I didn't work for it at all. So, you know, sometimes you get lucky in this industry and that was one of those moments.
1: No, I'm going to stop you right there. That is not one bit true. The industry is incredibly competitive and you've had Loads of media experience. I always say to people, like it's like ninety nine percent hard work and then one percent good <laughs> luck. So, like you work really hard and then when that opportunity actually comes, you're
2: ready. So I don't, I don't agree with you there. I oh, think you're well, brilliant at that, what very, you do. Well, thank you. That's very kind. But to be honest, I knew nothing about the weather and I'd never been on TV before. So they took a real punt and. um yeah, I mean, I worked hard in that job, but I was so incredibly lucky to just be around at the right point and then just, as you say, just grab it and, and run with it. And I was, you know, I was, I was angry at Anglia doing, doing the weather for two years. The thing
1: is, though, you've picked up on a point there where you may not have known anything about the weather at the time, but like anything in the media weather is all about telling a good story and actually I think I've referenced you quite a few times on previous podcasts (laughs) (laughs) my colleague I go over and I'll say oh this really interesting thing to say and then you'll say
2: "Mm,
1: okay that's (laughs) the interesting bit so it is about telling a story so maybe you didn't have any weather experience but you definitely had experience telling stories and knowing what the new story was
2: Yes. And, and how to get information off the page and, and make people sit up and listen to it. That's that's the thing. How do you make facts interesting? Because the weather is facts, isn't it? But we're all fascinated by it. It affects our lives in so many different ways. And but, I mean, I have to say, you know, as, as I did, as I said, I didn't know anything about the weather, but I very, very quickly became fascinated by it and, and. the the more you get known on tv as a weather girl as I was the more people ask you about it and the more you realize that everyone is fascinated with the weather in this country and in our region for all sorts of different uh, reasons and whether that's because you're into farming or gardening or sunbathing or swimming or boating or whatever it is you know we all want to know um what, what the weather's doing and it became I wouldn't say an obsession of mine but I've I've never lost never lost that love of knowing what the weather is doing and even you know my, my boyfriend at the time who's now my husband so we've been together a long time he used to do this thing when I started talking about the weather he would always go what 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 and um and he still <laughs> does it now so even now I'll say oh we've got you know the forecast today is blah 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 and he'll go what what because <laughs> you know he, w- he would pretend that I knew everything about it because you know you do in the media you do you quickly become an expert in what you need to know now I didn't have any meteorology training Um, so and but but I didn't need to you know I was a weather presenter not like you know you guys you you obviously have your degrees and masters and you know training and experience and but that's not what I was needed I was given information and my job was to to make that accessible to people who were watching Anglia News and um, it was possibly the best job I've ever had it was just it was just so much fun and you know I love my job now as a newsreader don't get me wrong but you deal with really serious Mm. um difficult stories and and people look to you for different things whereas and and I'm not saying that the weather isn't serious and actually often it is our top story you know if there's flooding or Mm. or drought um and it's very serious but I'm just saying you can it's it's as you're in a privileged position to have that end of the program slot as I know you are aware that you know people it's, it's just a really lovely you usually come off the back of a and and finally type story and then you know let's have a minute a minute and a half of something we're all interested in uh, it can be a nice light-hearted feel to it or it can be something look we've got you know flood warnings or it's going to be minus mm. 20 tomorrow so it's, it's it's just a nice it's a very nice place to be I think that end of the program slot.
1: It's really interesting, actually, you should say that because I often so watch I watch the news, and actually I watch the news differently since I've started working in the news. And I could not do what you do. I can't read sad stories. I I can't, you know, it's such a difficult thing to actually do what you've moved on to do it's completely different and yes there is definitely more times when the weather is serious and obviously we have the whole underlying topic of climate change at the moment as well mm. on a day-to-day basis though as an average we're still quite lucky actually what, what happens with the weather so it is a you know it is mostly mostly a nice thing to report on but I, it's it's a different story being a newsreader and reporting difficult things I don't know how you get through some of those stories yeah, I'd well. have been crying
2: <laughs> <laughs> well I mean yeah you know what I'm like sometimes I do find it hard to to read certain stories but I I think in the back of your head just like you would be able to do it if you were told to do it and you stay professional and you realize that what people want from you is not an emotional wreck it's someone who gives you the stories and then finds a way of linking that to you know the next story and the next one and before you know it you could have started with a really heavy program and and you end with something very light and and that can yeah that can be really difficult especially if it's something that's hit home something that you feel is quite personal to you but um you know as I say to anyone that will listen it's not my job to have an opinion Mm. it's my job to give the facts and sometimes that means giving bits of myself you know I'm not saying that you can't have a personality or occasionally show your (laughs) your persuasion one way or another but you know people actually just want to make up their own minds. And I learned very quickly that you, you give your opinion on the topic and uh, you alienate the people who don't agree with you. And that's not, yeah that's not my, that's not my job to do that. So you'd, you'd have no viewers left if you had an opinion on everything. So you just have to sometimes switch off. And sometimes I might read a link into a report, what we call a link so that's my bit on tv linking to the reporter's package and um i will have to cut off from that because i know i've got to stay professional and not be blubbing for the next link so i will try and distract myself with on my computer or you know and, and that's only very occasionally but that does you know it does happen you can't help but get emotionally invested in what what you're putting out to the region and have you been a
0: uh, news reporter now or
2: presenter um well so yeah so i was I, so i worked for vibe fm which is a dance music station two years and then i did two years as a weather girl and then i went to Newsround um for a couple of years at the bbc oh. in london and then i worked for capital radio um oh. in for, for again for two years and then i came back to london uh back from uh, to to norfolk from london and uh, i got married and i wanted to have children and stuff so i was a reporter for a while again about two years maybe i think so. and then i've actually been a newsreader in this job for um i think it's it's coming up for 13 years yeah, so um yeah yeah it's quite a while now which really surprises me I'm just makes me <laughs> <still> a little <laughs> bit old
0: no you know um,
2: i was gonna say have you got a favorite I mean, it's putting you on the, on the spot, but... A favourite job? All those. Yeah. All or, those. Well, oh my gosh, I mean, they've all been so different. I mean, you, I, I have to say the one I'm doing now is, is the one that I've never felt I want to... Mo- I'm not ready to move on from it. And all the others, yeah. after a certain amount of time, I think I was, or an opportunity arose where I thought, I'm going to do that. But I can't imagine what would take me away from this now. But that might just be because I have a, a family, but I'm still challenged in this job. Um, yeah. And I like that. I'm, I, I'm not complacent. There are still times when I just think, oh, gosh, you know, can I do this? Um, well, it stretches me. But oh, my goodness. I mean, whether, as I said before, doing you know my first job in TV, it was just so exciting and just got to meet some great people. And it was just it was just so much fun. And it led to just incredible things. So that those two years, those first two years in TV were really exciting. And actually, the odd thing is I don't think you're ever more famous than when you are a weather girl. Because you are not that that was what I wanted. And I quickly realized that perhaps it wasn't always a good thing, which is why I, I'm, I keep quite private, I guess. But you're on from morning to night. People have ITV on their TVs in the background, which a lot of people who watch ITV do. You're there. I mean, now you're there in, in from GMB to, you know, And at the time we didn't, I, I didn't do bullet, um, bulletins for GMB, but we had um, a mid-morning one, we had a lunchtime one, we had mid-afternoon, we had the main programme and we had the late. So no matter what time you watch the TV, you always see the weather. Mm. So even now people still come up to me and say, what's the weather doing? That's <laughs> really nice. After, after 12 it's the years. constant,
0: isn't it? And they know yeah. at a certain time if they tune on the news they'll have a weather at a certain time of yeah. their bulletins it's their one yeah. constant that they can always rely on.
1: So yeah, um, yeah. I, which brings me back actually to a question I want to ask you so you started presenting the weather when the graphics were really quite different mm. what, ha- what have you noticed changing so I know you did it for two years then you stepped away but then since you've been a newsreader you've basically seen the evolution of weather presenting you you know from your from the studio how has that
2: changed for you and how how has the messaging changed as well what what tell us about what changes I mean first of all physically we it was a completely different job to the one you do now yours is um I mean I look at what you do on a day-to-day basis and just think I could have never done that you know you you work so hard and you you can create these incredible graphics and you edit all your own bits together for the program you decide what the topic is for the for the live at the end and you're like I'm going to pull a picture from a viewer here and then we can have this moving satellite image here and then we're going to go to this and I'm like my gosh I'm so glad I didn't have to do any of that because basically I mean my job was very simple um we had it was services called weather services international WSI which are based in Birmingham and they used to send me at a certain time in the morning all my scripts and all the graphics would load up onto my weather computer so I couldn't touch them couldn't edit them I mean I could edit the script and I made sure I made that as human and friendly as possible but when it came to um, deciding what was going to be on the lives at the end of the day unless I was on location it was it was just what the weather's doing and you might have a bit of fun with the with the presenter in the studio which was always great for the live um, in the main program at six o'clock but the rest of the time we were just given the information the graphics were Fairly simple. They did move, you know. The rain came out of the clouds when they were supposed to, but it was probably just four or five slides. And I had a clicker actually. That was quite a new thing, so I was one of the first to have a clicker, which was very exciting. Uh, and you know, back in the day as well, when I, I mean, make it sound very I know, like I'm really ancient, but this you know this was over like 20 years ago, and all weather presenters wore suits. Women women wore suits, and I remember Caroline Aldry who used to do our West Anglia program. One day pulled me aside. I was fairly new. And she said, you know what? You don't suit a suit. She said, it looks ridiculous. And I was very young looking as well. And she said, you need to get yourself a twin set. <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> I have no idea what one of those is. But, you know, I'll find out what a twin set is. So I went to Debenhams or wherever it was. And I bought myself some little sort of cami tops and just a cardigan. And, yeah. and it was revolutionary, you know. People were writing in about it. So that's how crazy it was. You know, people were more interested, I think, in what I was wearing half the time. I, I have to say that was slightly <laughs> irritating. But anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so I would go into the studio mid to late morning and I would read my script off and also cue. The, I'd click through the graphics that had been provided for me and two sessions, one in sort of mid-morning and then I would record the programme in the late ones um sort of mid-afternoon. Yeah, so that was that was how the graphics and now you know like I was saying what what you can do is just incredible I mean it's it's a really really skilled job and uh, we the the funny thing is we used to have this one we used to work weekends quite often and actually I really liked working weekends but on a Sunday we would do what was called a weather week and it was three minutes 45. There are, there are still stories
1: floating around about that broadcast. <laughs> oh my
2: goodness yeah <laughs> that's long. I mean it was it was so long and you had to do it in one take uh, or not one take, but, you know, you had to do it all in one chunk. So sometimes you would do it like four takes of this, you know, you would get to three minutes, 15, and then you'd fall yeah. over your words or the wrong graphic would come up. and You'll be like, oh, I've got to start again. Um, and it was all on auto key, which actually I think is a lot harder because you can't tailor it to, to the time you've got. You just have to hope that you're going to finish at 3.45. Um, and it was a look back at the week's weather and actually I really enjoyed it but I remember um, at the time you know after I left it was it was cancelled and it was then seen as ridiculous that we would spend you know nearly four minutes looking back at the weather which had gone and not at the weather which was coming so yeah um, I mean we had a little forecast at the end but so those those that those were the days of you know weather presenting when I was there I think pretty soon after I left they stopped using auto cue. but I think that would have terrified me at the time I mean now I know I would have been able to do it of course that yeah. was my of course first job is. in tv and if anyone had taken away my words I'd have been like ah mm-hmm. you know. do
0: you know your graphics did they always have the same format or did they ever vary was there ever clips in there that might have been different to show the sort of the weather oh. sequence or the air mass or something like that or were they always no. a, sort of a quite standard sequence of um clips
2: as far as I can remember Gemma they were they were always the same yeah. I mean maybe we could thinking about it I do vaguely remember um occasionally David Hughes who um was my boss but he also presented the weather when I was there so we sort of shared the job um and then Becky Manton came in towards the end when um I was going to leave and we sort of We trained her up together, but I do remember him being across it. And if there was something that would have been of particular interest, I think he could phone up and they might be able to put a slide in that Mm -hmm. showed the temperatures or something like that. But I don't remember it ever being easy to do that. And you certainly couldn't edit it at our end from what I remember. And I didn't ever do that anyway. So, I mean, it was pretty static, you know, you, Mm. you were given what you, you had to use and, and that was it. And yes, it was always the same Four or five slides. Um so th- which yeah. is really interesting because actually I love those old symbols.
1: I really love them. You know, I <laughs> I it's very hard to actually think about how to replace them, but I guess that's a whole other a whole other graphic. I've and, got them as magnets in the fridge. They're great. They're just about <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> but these but overall though, do you think the messaging has actually changed? Do you think what people want to know has changed?
2: That's interesting. What people want to know—I mean, what people really want to know—is what is the weather doing for the next couple of days/slash week. But I, you know, I think on top of that, now people also want to look ahead to what what's the summer going to be. You know, what's the—you know—these really tricky, as you've told me many times, long-range, long-term forecasts. that um, uh, You know, and and also with climate change wasn't an issue that we spoke about really when not a lot anyway not that I can remember when I did the weather so that's that's a massive part of the weather now isn't it you're you're looking at I mean I think people have more interest in weathers around what's happening around the world as well you know the the high temperatures in in Canada or the the ice melting Mm. or freezing in you know in in June somewhere in America or whatever but um so I, I think our 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 visions are are wider now I think we we are interested not just in our little patch but around the world as well and I also think and this is something that you and Chris and Aidan have before you as well have really started to change certainly for Anglia is that um, people like to learn not just about what the weather's doing but, but weather topics they like to learn I'm not patronizing here because I'm one of the people that likes to learn, you know, new words or new phenomenons or what that cloud is called. And we never did anything like that, you know, never. So I think people now at Anglia anyway, really feel sometimes that they've come away with a little science lesson. And I think people really respond to that well. So that's a very recent change, I would say, certainly at Anglia.
0: I was going to say, um, do you think
2: people are more interested in the weather now? Because
0: so I've noticed people talk about it a lot more now. People hmm. talk to me about it, but I also, I quite like standing behind people and they're talking about the weather, or someone will turn to me and be like, "Oh, here, it's going to rain next week." And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 "What they're saying?" <laughs> oh, okay. But I've just noticed that people in general they just seem to be having more conversations about the weather. Have you, have you noticed that as well?
2: Yeah, I would say people have always been interested in the weather. But now they're linking it to other things that are behind mm-hmm. the weather. I think maybe that's the change now. Um, we're looking at reasons why we have the weather that we do and not just accepting that it rains when it rains and it's dry when it's dry. Um, I, yeah. So maybe. Think, yeah. Sorry,
1: I was going to say, I think also just apps, you know, just access yeah. the information on your app, like even if it's just a symbol for the day or whatever it is, that and um you know we tend to go with and actually going forward in in future you know all forecasting is going to become sort of some form of probabilistic forecasting um which you kind of do anyway but it'll you know it'll continue to evolve but you know so you can see on your app between 10 and 11 20 chance of rain and i think people are actually make a decision then about that they think okay well yeah my shower or something like that
2: that's a really good point actually technology is just so accessible for everybody now and whereas we all used to wait for tv to get that i mean in my day that was it i mean internet had started but it wasn't something that you use for everything like you do now and and you have technology you have you have the power and your fingertips to find out not always accurate as we know but what Mm. what's happening and 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 who doesn't leave the house now without finding out what the forecast is? You just it's, there. it's just flick it up on your phone and social media. If there's flooding in your street, it's you post. If it's hailing, if if you're if you're at the beach, you've got a picture of I don't know your toes in the sand or something with the sun shining behind. Where yeah, it's part of our lives. And yeah, and you're right. The conversation now is um, yeah, we I, I imagine we probably talk about the weather. I don't know five six times a day at least a lot more Probably, in your case but just yeah. generally you, you know you put your app on to find out if you're going to go on your bike to on the school run or you're going to go in the car or run in your mac and it carries on throughout the day but, I, I
0: always check the radar before like if I'm going out for a walk or for a run the, my go-to thing yeah. is to check the radar on my phone before I leave and yeah. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a shower. I'm going to go, but it's, it's
2: it's instantaneous. It's there straight away, and I can yeah.
0: No, oh, I've got yeah, twenty minutes, apps
2: and to... I can go for a run. Exactly, and and you know, there's some incredible apps that will tell you if it's going to ain't. Like you say, you can actually look at the clouds coming over. You can see yeah. what what's happening. I mean, I mean, my dad is one of these people where, and he was a radar reader. I'm not sure if that's the <laughs> correct title for two years for the RAF for his service <gasps> for national wow. service. That's a really big deal. Yeah. And he loved it. And he became absolutely fascinated by the weather and the clouds. That's That's amazing. (laughs) That's like, it's so advanced, that
1: technology. Oh mm. my goodness. I would no idea.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and he's one of these people where he steps out and you're like, dad, what's the weather going to do? And he'll look at the clouds and he'll say, let me have a hang in a minute. That's moving this way. I reckon we've got about 20 minutes. And he's always right always right there's been a joke all the way through our lives that you know we'll be on holiday and we you know and I mean he's not saying you know well I think it's gonna rain at four o'clock and it's ten o'clock in the morning but he can look at clouds he knows what clouds they are just like you and he um he can tell whether it's gonna rain and he's always right and it's such a skill yeah yeah it's
0: such an
1: amazing skill I always maintain though so I've done a lot of different types of forecasting sometimes for farmers um for lots of different people but it's very hard with all of the skill that I have, every, all the, the bits and pieces of knowledge that I know, all of the stuff that I can look at in model information to actually compete. I have so much respect, or compete probably the wrong word, but somebody who works on the land and somebody who just observes the sky is just as good at forecasting, mm-hmm. if not better, because they know their local patch they will know that route. They will know exactly that like they'll see speeds of clouds if they're out there all the time. I have so much respect for it. And I've always just maintained, I always felt it a little bit silly sometimes, actually giving a farmer a forecast. I've like, he knows his much better than me,
2: <laughs> you know. It is a skill, isn't it? And it's actually just being what you know, I love it. One with nature. Just yeah. realizing that just the ground is just such a small part of what we belong to, and just you look up and and there's so much space and, and knowledge that you know is there for all of us, really. If we if we want to just tune in, and it takes yeah. a long time, and you know you have to you have to be really interested in it to do that sort of thing, but you know I. I, I love it when when you we give you guys at the last minute a picture or a picture pops up and one of us will say live on air what cloud is that and you're like oh well it's a cumulo blah 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 you know and this this is at this level and I just I you know I just I have a lot of respect I always I love think this. I, love yeah, this. I was
0: gonna, I was gonna <laughs> say I always think that if someone wants to be introduced to weather and get to know it and maybe have a go at Learning more, a lot of the time, the best way is just to start by looking okay. at, at the sky, looking at what the clouds look like, what time of day they form, trying to learn how to identify the clouds. And then mm. I'm always, always encouraging people just to stop and look up. I mean, I'm always looking at the clouds, but that's such a great way to get introduced to the weather is just literally mm. by watching the clouds and learning more about them. And then from there yeah. you can go on and learn about what they represent and what they sort of indicate, but that's such a great way to start.
2: Mm. It was, you know, you're absolutely right. And I think there is a huge interest in that sort of thing with younger children and that's when to nurture it, isn't it? And yeah. I, I was um, on the trampoline with my eight year old son earlier in the week and he just stopped and he said, "Look at those clouds." So uh, so he lay down. I lay down next to him, and we were just looking at these incredible clouds. Which hilariously, about twenty minutes later, I looked on my phone on Twitter because I'm obsessed, and Ash had tweeted these clouds—the same <laughs> clouds that we were looking at—and I was like, "Wow!" And then um, we, and I said to him, "Look, you can see that that those aren't." moving as quickly as the other ones so I explained to him with my very basic knowledge that there are different layers and and he was like wow those ones then must be traveling at about he thought about 200 miles an hour and I'm going, you know I'm like I wish I knew these things if I could say yes Do you or know no. what he wouldn't be too far wrong the wind speeds really up
1: yes well maybe perhaps not 200 miles an hour at this time of year but you know 150 miles an hour up where those yeah. clouds were
2: I I'm did say boy. to him, shall we phone Ash? I said if you ever have a cloud question, let's phone
0: Ash. <laughs> Ash is the queen of clouds. <laughs> <laughs> You'd
1: be only too happy to talk about clouds all day, every day. <laughs> I'm obsessed with them. They actually genuinely though bring me this kind of like I don't know, like peace or something. Like I really i i just, just I and actually that exactly the same. To this day, one of my favorite roles was observing at Odium. I just used to think, I cannot believe I'm getting paid to watch the sky and watch the clouds and report on the type of clouds. Mm. It's obviously really important for aviation, but by far it was my favorite thing. I learned so much about the value of just observing, like quite literally observing and seeing how the sky changes and transforms into weather from that role. Mm. So you have all of this technical knowledge. But, I and the most basic of science of everything that's ever been discovered or talked about has actually just been from observing everything starts with an observation Mm. take it forward from there it's really quite philosophical
2: (laughs) I remember once when I was a weather girl I had I was sent up to the coast for some reason I can't remember whether it was to do with I think it was I think it was a very stormy time and they were like, right, there are going to be storms, send our weather presenter up to the coast. So there I was and I was mid forecast and this incredible lightning strike behind me occurred. I mean, and, and it made me jump out of my skin. Um, and every now and again, it pops up because I see it in like little compilation tapes. I don't know, maybe when I left or that, that was one that was on my leaving tape when I left all those years ago But it it was so exciting. The the sky was just electric and the clouds were just incredible. And it was sort of, it was a a time of year when it was getting dark at six o'clock. So it looked quite dramatic anyway. But, you know, there's nothing like being among that sort of energy and those clouds and stuff happening around you that you've got no control over as well. I am Uh, so jealous that that happened to you (laughs) on a broadcast (laughs) I
1: would love to have captured that moment. What an amazing moment, honestly. Yeah. I, I
2: may forget what I was saying, but it was a very good, it was a good moment on TV. I think
0: experiencing it as well, because I am a, a youth worker and we go camping every year when we're not in hmm. um, lockdowns and pandemics and that sort of thing. And we do night walks. So we just do a walk in the middle of the night, it's all very safe anyone listening it's all don't worry We'll okay we can do this and we regularly I regularly stop the the young people and get them to look at the sky or look at the, the stars and I remember one night we sat there and there was a thunderstorm and the kids got really quite nervous about it and I said it's fine mm-hmm. and I just got them to watch the thunderstorm move it was away from us we just watched it travel and wow. to watch the awe on their faces I was just like it's so nice to be able to share something you're passionate about the weather with other people and then watch Mm. them really appreciate it as well Mm,
2: so being in
0: those moments you can't beat a good thunderstorm can you really
2: no I mean I was a child that was terrified of them but I love them now I was Um, the same I'm I'm (laughs) really yeah Yeah. I used to get really frightened but now Mm -hmm. it's when you understand them isn't it
1: yeah yeah so when when you do you do hear a lot of noise you can can actually feel quite quite afraid of it when you don't well I
2: edit. think also when, you know, as a child I had windows that rattled. Mm. <laughs> That's not good when the thunder actually makes your windows rattle. I think a lot of children, especially because they don't understand it, have um astrophobia uh or fear of uh, thunder and lightning great um, words and yeah I was certainly one of them um but but now I'm just excited and in fact we had thunderstorms I don't know if you remember us in this region about two or three weeks ago and and we were talking about it in the weather for a good couple of days beforehand I was so excited it was going to happen that night thunderstorms everywhere I slept through the lot <laughs> I was I so annoyed through them I I, I
0: have always people will be like oh do you hear the thunder and lightning and I'm like no I just slept through oh. it like, oh you missed such a great show and you're like what <laughs> and um, do you know what
1: I actually do wake up I generally wake up during a thunderstorm and I'm normally lying there like just listening actually part of what I love is just the noise the intensity of the rain mm. like, it changes like something changes the rain something about the rain changes something about i don't know whether it's the cloud-based lowering that changes the the side i just i learned about this, this the other day
0: it's because i think it's because the rain is pink noise what's pink noise what white oh, noise? i can't oh, in, remember in, now but i in, listened to it on a pod i listened to another podcast but just it's in a, that it's, spectrum of yeah in the spectrum it's white. pink noise so just yeah rather than, so it's actually sort of you just find it more relaxing and therapeutic to so listen I, to it because it's in that spectrum Take some oh. point of observation there we go I
1: really <laughs> think that yeah I you know I just this the frequency of it changes to me when I mm. just find it so calming I love it mm. and actually if anything I hate if Sam wakes up I'm just like no no shh, shh this is my moment <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> go, back, go back to sleep you <laughs> it's fascinating pink noise
0: yeah. yeah, we'll have I've to do never it on another podcast. But I listened. I was researching it. It's really interesting. But yeah, I think rustling leaves might be a type of. Oh, I'd have to double check it. But sort of, they're all on the same sort of spectrum, and that's why you find them really relaxing and
2: therapeutic. It's
0: because mm. they're
2: it amazing. Maybe so, why you can get them on apps. You know, you can you can yeah. choose that sort of the fan whirring, and as you say, rain or water running.
1: Yeah, leaves. Interestingly, crunching. I remember you telling me that you used to. The Hoover on for your boys <laughs> when they were really
2: little. Yes, yeah, so for my big boys who are now fifteen. When yeah, to get them to sleep because, as you will know, Ash, it's not always easy to get twins to sleep, especially if there's only one of you and two of them. You can't just pick them up and rock them like you would do a single baby. And yeah, so I used to vacuum between the cops I mean, I had the cleanest nursery after, you know, months <laughs> of this constant vacuuming. And that was before you had, you know, phones that had apps on with white noise and stuff. So, um, And it used to work every single time. It might take a few minutes, yeah. but it was, it was brilliant.
0: It's the frequency I should remind them started, of that now. I've started putting on um, a fan when I'm on night shifts, mm. sleeping between, during the day. And initially I thought, mm, I don't know if it was just because it was hot. But actually... I sleep so much better because it knocks out all the other noise around. Yes. But also, the the noise That's of so the sat of the fan is really relaxing. Mm. Um, I do exactly, it's exactly the like, same. Gemma. Repetitive yeah. thing. It's just yeah, yeah. Really when good. I when
2: I when I've been on a late shift and I need a bit more sleep, and my bigger boys are getting up to go to school and using the shower, which is right next to my bedroom, I have a tiny little electric fan which I just switch on and then I can yeah. have another hour's sleep and I don't sleep if I haven't put it on so now it's, it makes such a difference yeah, yeah it really does because you're right it's just that white noise that blocks out everything else yeah but maybe that's pink noise now I don't know I'm gonna have I to think Google the fan is white
0: noise I think the fan okay. is white noise this right. is just fascinating
2: <laughs> I know.
1: that's mad I'm totally going to get a little fan I have to <laughs> I like going back to like I can fall asleep easy enough, but I do find it hard to stay asleep sometimes. Mm. So I'll fall into into the the sleep, no problem. But then I'm sometimes. I'm, I'm
0: getting... Try the fan. Try the fan because it might just be that there's like little noises around that. Yeah. Or maybe I need to find a, a pink noise, a pink noise. Yeah. You like a rustling mm. leaf, so why don't you try one of those? I mean, you don't have to get a tree in your room. You could just get an app.
2: <laughs> 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 oh. You have just reminded me of a word that you taught me. Is, is it scissorism? The, the sound of the, the wind through leaves? Scythiarism. Scythiarism. Yes. Because yeah. that's a beauty. I mean, so calming. When there's a wind mm. in, say, the summer, when, when the leaves are out, that, that just looking at the trees and the way they bend with the wind is just so calming and the noises. That noise. Scythiarism. That-
1: yeah, that noise is mm. like you can almost hear the movement in the word. I don't know, it's such a beautiful word. It's very nice. Mm.
2: It's Again, cool. it's a connection, isn't it? It's just a connection with nature and yeah. something you don't have any control over.
0: Yeah, wonder, one of the best sounds as well is when you're in a tent and the rain's falling on the canvas. Oh, oh yeah. Like that. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah. And it always sounds worse as well. You think, oh, it's really rain outside. And you go outside and you're like, oh, it's not actually yeah. that wet it's yeah, not yeah, as, yeah, worse yeah. as it sounds inside.
1: Do you know why? I've just had this flashback. I used to camp all the time in Ireland as a child, but it would be it would be all. I mean, it constantly rains over there, but I hate the noise of the, the rain on the tent. And then if you need to go and use the loo, it's just yes. <laughs> because you always think oh
0: it's it's really dark and cold out there i'll i'll just wait and then you think oh i can't because of the sound of the of the rain (laughs) i I I need to get my wellies on and my rain
1: on and i have to go and find the the block and the toilet block and where's the torch and oh god anyway oh to be young again and that to be my worry (laughs) 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 We'll
2: go camping again, Ash. Oh, I hope. So.
1: <laughs> I I did think about it this year, but I still haven't. It's been tricky though because everyone's quite busy. To you know, you need to book in advance. It's not really for mm. ad hocing
2: at the moment. No, I mean, and actually, we. I mean, we talk about the weather being bad in this country for camping, but. It's really not. We have a lot, especially in the Anglia region, we have a lot of dry weather. I mean, I, we used to camp as a family when I was a child. There were six of us all together, uh, four children. And every year we would camp and it did not matter what the weather was doing. I remember once we put up a tent in um, like a four-seven Gale or something or other. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And we would. And that was at the time when you know you didn't have a blow-up tent or one that just had bendy poles that you just got up in 10 or 20 minutes this was like put the red pole with the red pole clunk together you know and it would take a good hour and I remember holding on to this tent and it was just blowing away and my feet were off the ground and you know and we yeah we we stayed camping through dreadful dreadful weather we often used to go to Wales which was just beautiful um, and sometimes we get lucky and because my parents are both teachers, we'd have, you know, we'd, we'd have two weeks camping at the foot of Snowdon or something or other. And the weather was just so glorious that they would say, shall we stay another week? Or, you know, we get to a crossroads and physical crossroads and we would go, right, if we go left, we stay on holiday. And if we go right, we go home. And what do you want to do? And that was it for us as children. You know, we'd have we'd have a whole summer, sometimes like four or five weeks if the weather was lovely. It just camps. We've had that yeah. as well.
0: We've put up a marquee before when we went with the youth club, and the wind was ridiculous. And obviously, everyone was looking at me. When's this? When's it going to end? When's this wind going to ease? And you're like, "Well, I'm in a field. I don't have any internet access. I really can't tell you when exactly this wind is going to end. That's not how weather forecasting works.
2: This doesn't work like
0: that." And we put this marquee up. Was like, okay? And then we'd all sort of walked away, and then we just about an hour later so I had someone sort of shout and the whole marquee and this is a massive marquee, just the whole thing fell down and then we no, were just like then no. it was raining we had no cover and you just like but then another time <laughs> it was really hot and uh, yeah. we actually had a dust devil in the um <gasps> amazing seriously well, I once again I wasn't there because I was at the beach which was lovely but I came back and all the tents were down and they were like a dust devil just came oh. and just through the the the. Uh, filled there were sleeping bags flying around and
1: I so, yeah, genuinely
0: you can have a dust I mean I didn't, know that you did think...
1: I didn't know you could get dust travel in the UK should I do yeah. this oh my god amazing
2: gosh that's pretty cool I mean well yeah well, that, that's that's why people love talking about the weather in this country because it's so varied you mm. know if you're going to Portugal every year for your holiday you know you get hot and sunny weather 99% of the time Tell me if I'm wrong, but that seems to be what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um and but it's a bit boring after a while, isn't it? And you want some nice weather when knowing, you're in it? but- It's like, What do I pack? Do I pack yes. this summer stuff
0: or do I pack the <laughs> Woolly, woolly wintered yeah. stuff for the summer it, holiday we'd... because
2: you never know <laughs> yeah I mean it literally could be 17 degrees one day and twenty, twenty-seven 27 the next you know it's yeah. very random I have yeah. a sister who lives in North California they they were telling me a few days ago that they've had temperatures of up to 47 degrees at the moment um yeah. and it's you know insane. and a lot of people talk about California in a you know wow wonderful or off to the you know especially during the summer they have just just incredibly hot sunny weather most of the time but who wants that I mean 47 I just couldn't cope 27 I'm melting but and obviously with the risk of forest fires and everything it's a big worry so you know I I like the fact that we have very varied weather I I wouldn't want it hot and sunny every day for sure
1: no I'm the same I'm the same as well and yeah when I hear that I think oh yeah no we're definitely not designed for that no heat and I for me I I always say this, but I just think the UK is one of the most amazing places in the world to forecast for. It's just Mm. so varied. Yeah. Maybe the only thing that comes close to it is New Zealand for me. That kind of colds, you know, that kind of, that, that, you know, the boundary of that jet stream there. Yeah, the change in season, but... Yeah, it's just fascinating, and actually, interestingly, what you were saying about camping here in East Anglia—it's mostly sandy soil. So even like a big festival like Latitude never gets mucky. It's brilliant. Oh, ah. yeah, it never gets—it never gets mucky. It's always actually quite dry. So even if it's that's natural, a
2: brilliant fact. I think we're going to Latitude yeah. this year to do some filming. So um, I don't need yeah. to pack my wellies then.
1: No, you won't need to. That's honestly. good. I
2: mean, I went to Glastonbury when it was
0: really muddy, and I mean. Very muddy, to the point where um, we had people losing wellies. Someone went out with wellies on and then they came back. They, they were quite drunk, but they came back with no wellies. And we were like, where are your wellies gone? <laughs> it was it was horrible. There was so much mud everywhere. It's just like, no, nice. <laughs> Becky, before we go, we like to do our a newly named Get to Know You Round, because it isn't quick fire. So oh, okay. let's, let's get going. I just can't stop
1: asking questions about things, so we had to stop calling us a big fire
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, right okay your favorite season spring
2: yeah it is That's we should
0: a keep season. a tally of who's which i mean we spring haven't had many up winter there. yet but yeah we should be keeping a tally of this <laughs> i
2: mean all autumn awesome is a close second but definitely spring especially late spring yeah <sighs> you have to be on heart have you got a favorite <laughs> cloud oh my gosh um I don't know the Latin name, but it's the mackerel cloud. What's that called? Altocumulus. Yeah. Okay. That one. Macro yes. skies. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. And especially when it's a, it's a sunset and they're all orange and oh, gorgeous. I
1: know.
2: Tea or coffee? Tea. I've never drank coffee in my life factoid
1: for becky <laughs> yeah. has never had a cup of coffee which is a really good thing may i add i didn't have a cup of coffee until i met sam sam if you're listening
2: to this it's your fault uh, i've it's, had about it's five wonderful. five but i just it just i'm oh, no way it it i do agree yeah with me, i no. love it i like the idea of it and the smell is it's actually my favorite smell ever but i'm the same i, I love the smell like...
0: but the taste and yeah no there
2: you go i'm not alone Phew. no there we are we are out there
0: <laughs> we should come together for tea clubs
2: <laughs> yes let's spawn that straight
0: away i'm there um jammy dodgers or jaffa cakes jaffa cakes. oh controversial why what
1: what? Why would you not love a Jaffa cake? Well I, well, I do. I mean, I love them all. I love them
2: all. <laughs> I love all the sugars. <laughs> Terrible. Me <laughs> too. Oh, Jaffa what's not, not, what's not to like? <laughs> mm, I, the better thing is with Jaffa have. it has to be eaten a certain way. So first of all, you've got the little circle. So you nibble around the edges like that. So you've just got the main circle, but it's still got the sponge. Yeah. And then you remove the sponge. And then you have to put it in your mouth to lick the chocolate off. And then you're just left with that little jelly disc. And then yeah. I just eat that really carefully. Although I, I, it I,
1: I hear you say this and I'm like, that sounds amazing. But once it goes into <laughs> my mouth, I'm like, it's in my belly. Oops. <laughs> <It's just gone.
2: laughs> if you were a fruit or vegetable, what would you be? Oh, my gosh. I don't think I've ever been asked that before. I would be something very... Um, Maybe a strawberry. I
1: was literally thinking a strawberry. <laughs> literally really? in my head. I was like, if I was to pick one for you, it would be a strawberry. Yes.
2: Well, can you tell me why then? Because yes. you obviously
1: put it in my head and I
2: have no idea why I said strawberry. That's
1: really interesting. That's honestly, a hand on my heart. <laughs> I was thinking of strawberry. Probably because they are, they're the perfect sweetness for um, like the the, the perfect kind of cure to all of your you know you're the things that you want that are you know if you're craving something sweet they're very <laughs> they look pretty they look pretty and I don't mean that and I, I don't mean that you what I mean is like they're a very attractive thing to eat like if you've got a little bowl of strawberries I'm boys love them you know anything chopped up they're really good I would say you're a strawberry as well
2: how oh, funny yeah. well I love you either even more Rash, oh, for saying those things. so I thanks and too. I've got some pips that you have to spit out maybe Although you yeah. can eat no strawberry pips, oh, well, they might get stuck in your teeth. So maybe I'm not all sweetness. Maybe that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you got a hidden talent? Oh, a hidden talent. Um, well, I play the violin. I don't. Maybe people don't know that about me. And the piano a little bit, but um, you can join the band. We're hidden. starting
0: a weather band. So we oh, a are you? Most
2: yeah. amazing singing voice. Oh my gosh, Ash and I, we, we have dressing rooms next to each other and I don't realize how loud my voice is sometimes when I'm warbling away to the radio. And <laughs> it's
1: Amazing, like proper amazing. Or sometimes if we're covering something and it's got like a little jingle in it in the background or maybe some something from a show or the Chroma show or something like that and you, I hear you sing, I'm like oh my god, it's really beautiful. Oh
2: well that's very fun, thank you.
0: If you could invite one person to dinner, it can be anybody
2: at all who would you invite from oh any time from any time um, place? okay so pablo my husband would know exactly who i'm gonna say i'll have to stick to it and he is someone that i followed and got um health advice from for many years in fact you know over 20 years now and he's, he's um a natural health doctor in america called dr mccola and he's quite controversial and uh, not everyone agrees with what he says but I have followed his advice for many years and my health has improved so much because of it so I yeah I owe a lot to him so it would be Dr. Macola and we'd have very boring conversations about health and <laughs> natural health and all those things so, so <laughs> and no one else would want to be at this dinner party it would just be me and him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go,
0: I'd go. <laughs> <laughs> Two more questions.
2: Fingers for toes or toes for fingers? Oh my gosh. Where do you get these from? Let, I'm, this, I'm, my brain is, I mean, it's, it's a late shift, so I'm going to have to put my brain in gear now. So would I have rather have fingers for toes or toes for fingers? I would rather have fingers
1: for toes. I- this is definitely a common thread. I just find the...
2: It's a... The thought of it, it's weird. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. What could you do with your feet with fingers? But I would rather have that than toes for fingers. You could
0: play the piano
2: and the violin at the same time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I could I just have this weird image in my head now. would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Think of that. Oh a, you could be your own band and you your own one well. woman band there you go i'm gonna have such
2: weird dreams <laughs> am i a strawberry do i have fingers on my feet is there a fan <laughs> in the room <laughs> yeah. the pink noise <laughs> oh my god as if i don't have enough trouble <laughs> the final
0: question is one thing you wish everybody knew about the news and news rep-
2: uh, news reporting one thing I wish everyone would know I think it might be that we do a lot more than people realize often the question I get asked is what do you do when you're not on air you know how do you you know pass your time um and I think they think we turn up at five to six settle down after having our hair and makeup done and just read a few words and then go home but you know and, and that's fine you know as long as they think I'm doing that job well enough that's all right but there's a lot more to it you know as Ash will tell you we're there Mm. all day and sometimes very late and we all have a hand in a lot of things so perhaps that would be it that that it's a massive team effort there are lots of people behind the scenes Mm. um, and we are one of those people behind the scenes as well as on screen as well
0: brilliant yeah
1: so time is ticking along. We are getting to that point where we're going to do a little bit of weather wisdom. But actually, this one is probably a little bit more serious. And it was a fact, Becky, that you came across. Do you want to?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's actually quite, quite a worrying one. It's obviously a topic that's been in the news a lot recently. Um, but the um, the World Meteorological Organization has recognized a new high for the Antarctic continent of 18.3% degrees That's um, which, which is obviously very 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 worrying and it's something that um you know we, we need to address as, as soon as possible isn't it to stop stop that rising anymore really I, I know that there's a certain way it's, it's, it's naturally going to go anyway but we need to make sure it doesn't get too too much higher we need to sort of put the brakes on what we're doing now to allow it to slow down mm.
1: it's really interesting actually because you actually grow a lot of your own Food as well, don't you? Or are you trying grow stuff during the summer? Well,
2: summertime? yeah, see, it's a, yes. I mean, I do I do try, you know, lettuces and beans. And I, actually, I've done, I did a lot of winter vegetables as well, but there's only so much, you know. I've only got a medium sized garden and, you know, I have three children. So it's you can't. Yeah.
1: It's just when you hear record temperatures like that and you think, God, our yeah. changing climate, we're going to have to become
2: self sufficient, more sustainable. Yeah, yeah and definitely. Yeah, it's especially and, um, worrying
0: about like when you hear about the Antarctic region as well, because obviously the Antarctic Peninsula is amongst the fastest warming regions of the planet. I think I heard the other day that it's it's warmed almost three degrees over the last fifty years. Obviously, just, warming, melting sea ice, and then you've got rising sea levels, and it's just yeah, it's worrying.
1: It is. Yeah. Oh, it, it, yeah, it is. It's a it's an important fact, though. I think to to finish on just. A little message of look after our planet, and uh, if you can, grow something a little bit less plastic.
2: Little, yeah. yeah, well, there are so so many different things we can do to all make a bit of a difference mm-hmm. without keeping us awake at night. You know, all do I our think, bit. I think the one actually
1: thing that we can do is just have a conversation about it because sometimes yeah. just talking to people, you learn. You're like, oh, I didn't yeah. know that, or I didn't know that facility was available, or just actually bringing it into the conversation more and more which you've seen in the news actually probably since you're at least in the last 13 years that conversation has definitely accelerated.
2: Yeah for sure and there's you know there's, there's so many fun ways you can and try and save the planet if that's how you want to put it now and, and if you're into technology there are even apps I have an app on my phone which was through, through Anglia actually through ITV that you can just get ideas from other people as to how you can make little differences and you can just tick them off and you get points every time you you know you tick something yeah. off and you and you you can, you can learn how you know from other people about how how they're doing it as well so you know there, there are fun ways you can do it you don't and, and it makes you feel like you are doing your bit it's very satisfying yeah. um, makes you worry a little bit less
1: yeah yep if we all did if we all made one better decision every day yeah, A lot of better decisions cumulatively mm,
0: every single yeah. day. Yeah. And on that note, before we head off, we would just like to remind everybody if you have enjoyed today's episode, can you please subscribe, rate, and review? We would love a five star. I mean, this episode's been amazing. So, I mean, why would yeah, you not five, give it a five, star? five star? Come on. If you want.
1: Just exactly. One, two, three, four,
0: five. <laughs> If you've also, if you've enjoyed it, why not share it with someone else who's thinking about that they might want to listen to a chat about the weather? Why and, not
1: share it and far and, and wide? If you want to follow Becky as well, Becky, do you want to give us your social media?
2: Oh, I'm on Twitter somewhere. I can't remember what my handle. Is. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I think it's at Becky Jago ITV or something it like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah for my sins. I'm on Twitter. So that'd and be yeah. lovely if if people contacted me that way.
0: Yeah, head over there. You can head over to our Instagram. We are for the love of weather. We're also on Twitter for love of weather. We, yeah, four, we, we oh, barely... yeah. always forget that it's the number four oh. number four love of weather
1: we're not overly happy about
0: that but it was just the mm, way the, the name worked out but know. well, on TikTok as well you can in. come over to TikTok we've moved there we're giving that a go come and, come <laughs> and join us for the love of weather we're trying everything out why not give it a go <laughs> well,
1: thank you so much for listening today but also Becky you have been it's such a pleasure as always to have any conversation with you but thank you for joining us on the podcast today thank and you it's, it's been awesome. amazing I've
2: loved it. It's so, so much fun. I just, yeah, I mean, enough respect to to you girls. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me.
1: As always, we just hope that you just leave this episode just loving the weather that little bit more. Thanks very much for
0: listening. Bye. 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 Bye bye.